Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. It's all eyes on Scotland, where the Queen of England, Queen Elizabeth, is under medical supervision. The word going out from Buckingham Palace today that she is under medical care and has been uh, told to rest doctors becoming, quote-unquote, concerned for her health. I'm not a royals watcher. Uh, But when a woman has been on the throne for 70 years and has been a fixture and has quite literally been in the vast majority beloved by her nation for those years... You pay attention if the end is near. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. 833-GOT-TONY. That is the number. 833-468-8669. You have Prince William who has arrived. Uh, Prince Charles is there as well. Uh, According to uh, sources, uh, Prince Harry even uh, is heading up to, if he's not already, uh, at Balmoral. Uh, the the queen's uh, residence uh, up in in that area, Balmoral Castle in Scotland. It's going to dominate news. There's just zero de- denying it. It, it. It's it's only it's a question, of course, when the queen passes. But I'll say it this way: if if the queen passes, uh, the morning in in the United Kingdom will be uh, severe. It will be lasting. It will be the story. Prince Charles is the heir apparent to the throne. There does not seem to be anything that says that he won't take the throne. It is possible, as all things are possible, that he will allow it to bypass him and go directly to Prince William, who has been preparing for this moment his entire life. He's 40 right now. But it's 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 this whole conversation of what time does, you know, the, the expression uh, time heals all wounds. You go back. Uh, you don't have to be alive this long to, to know about it, how reviled Charles was and how beloved Princess Diana was, even at the time uh, of her death. And you take a look at Charles is at least accepted amongst a British culture the the uh his his wife Camilla Camilla Parker Bowles is loved the queen loves her the queen has already said that she should be known uh, Camilla Parker Bowles uh, as the queen consort i mean that's that that's giving your stamp of approval saying you know what anything in the past was the past we have a great friendship and oh by the way i approve it's came over at that moment but there's i i guess a possibility you need to be a better watcher of this than me that the um that that Prince Charles could say, you know what? Let it slide over. I think that chance is one and a half percent considering I think Charles has waited for this moment his whole life. Why didn't the Queen step down at any time? She could have stepped down at any time. She uh, as I know the story, it goes back to that she planned she planned on remaining uh, the queen uh, un- until the day she died. She made a promise and she was going to stick to the promise. 
That was her plan, and that's why she never uh, stepped down. And the truth is, you want to talk about the difficulties of keeping together a royal family and a, and a monarchy in in these kinds of times. Modern era, and oh, that's all so old school. Well, maybe yes. I'm not so much into uh, the royalty. I don't. I don't like uh, American uh, royalty either. I am not a fan of any of that. I I don't I don't like dynasties. Don't give me the Bush dynasty. Don't give me the Clinton dynasty. And may I? This this was so, this is not on my um, on my list of things to talk about. Can we stop with this idea that Chelsea Clinton has something to offer and something to say and something to add? She, she might be a lovely person. The people I have met who know her say she's a lovely person. I don't argue this. I don't argue this in the slightest. She might be a terrific friend. She keeps doing stuff with her mom and appearing with her mom, Hillary Clinton, because I guess there's an I, this idea to make her a star. Joan Rivers couldn't do it to Melissa. And Melissa at least has some modicum of talent. Chelsea Clinton has no talent. I'm not angry about it. I am stating it factually. Stop trying to make fetch happen. Stop trying to make Chelsea happen. It can't happen. She couldn't do an interview. She never deserved a job with NBC. These books she writes with her mother are complete and total nonsense. It's her name being thrown onto it because the last name is Clinton and you might as well try and make her a couple of bucks. She has nothing to offer. Why do I bring it up with such passion? Because I don't like dynasties. Do I think it's wrong for a parent to help their child? No, not at all. I was having a conversation with my kids yesterday about this very subject. Tell me if I'm right or wrong. I was having a conversation with them about, um, you have to make your own way in this world. You have to create your own opportunities in this world. But there's absolutely no doubt that if there's an introduction I could make for you, I'm glad to make it for you. And you should not think it's wrong to ask. I get that I'm in a kind of unique position where maybe I get to meet different people than most people get to meet, or I have different connections than most people get. But there are plenty of people who have many, many, many better connections than I do. I would look at it as as wonderful that I did was able to do something for my kid, that I can make an introduction. But what after that, after the introduction, the rest is up to you. You want to talk to somebody about a job? Maybe I can help you get an interview. But you're the one who still has to do the interview. You're the one who has to be able to talk the talk. You're the one who has to show up to work. You're the one who has to prove yourself. But I'm never I will never apologize for that. Is that is that wrong? Don't you want to don't you want to do that uh, for your kids to the best uh, of, of your ability? Some things I'll never be able to do for them. Some things I wouldn't do for them. Make an introduction? Totally, I would do that. Hillary wants to help out her daughter. I have zero issue with it whatsoever. It is the press, the view, all these other groups trying to convince us that Chelsea Clinton has something to offer. Chelsea Clinton has nothing to offer. And that's not an insult. That's just a fact. That's all. Just a fact. Now, Anthony Fauci, 
and Corinne Jean-Pierre, the White House press secretary, they have something to offer. Their emails. There was a lawsuit filed back in May by the Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt and the Louisiana Attorney General Jeff Landry. The argument is, as reported by the Kansas City Star, that the Biden administration is, I'm going to use the word collude, the article uses the word collaborate. Colluding with social media companies to censor free speech. So they sued and said, we want to see emails. We want to see whether or not the White House press secretary or Fauci leading COVID response ever reached out to a social media company and say, hey, don't allow this talking point to happen. Hey, don't allow this to be, to be, to be said, etc." The Justice Department has said, whoa, 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 whoa. They turn over any documents like this, it's going to show internal communications. <laughs> we can't have that. The judge, uh, Judge right now, Terry Doughty, D-O-U-G-H-T-Y, rejected the argument. So now they want to see what it is that Corinne Jean-Pierre and Fauci delivered. What is it that they put into the sphere? Now, if you want to question whether or not they've ever delivered misinformation, allow me to be clear. Corinne Jean-Pierre has delivered a fair amount of misinformation. You know, when you go back to the speech, uh, his speech last Thursday, uh, you know, people have talked about uh, if it was divisive. It wasn't divisive. The way that we saw this speech uh, is that he was talking to majority of the country who uh, who agree that uh, we have to protect our democracy, uh, who agree that we have to protect our freedom, who agree that we have to protect our rights. And the point of the speech was that he wanted to really point to an inflection point, an inflection time that we were we were in at this in this time in our misinformation. From beginning to end, I keep I keep trying to explain this to people. Oh, how bad that speech went over with America. How do I know it? It's a week later, and they're still talking about it. But they're not talking about it and adding on to it. They're explaining it. The adage is, in politics, if you're explaining, you're losing. The speech was nasty, the speech was divisive, the speech was hateful, and that's the way America took it, and it did not help their chances in the election. Far from it. This is cringe on Pierre two days ago with just full-on spin. One quick follow-up, but, you know, while it's, you know, you can talk about what people meant or didn't mean or by voting in the 2020 election. But there are lots of Republican, just regular Republican voters who do support, for example, uh, Rick Scott's you know, ideas about what to do with the budget or what to do with Social Security or entitlement programs. There's lots of Republican voters who do agree with the president that they think the election was 
uh, with the former president, mm -hmm. I mean, but, but yeah. that, that no, the I hear you. So, so, so does he consider, does the president consider all of those people who support these extreme agendas that he's talking about to be the MAGA Republicans? So he was, has been very clear that he's talking about office holders. He's talking about elected officials who have these MAGA, ultra-MAGA uh, Republican agendas, and he's been very clear about that. No, he hasn't been, because that's a lie. Misinformation, remember, we gotta use their parlance, right? We gotta talk about it in the words that they utilize. It's misinformation coming from the White House press secretary. Joe Biden was talking about you and your mama. That's who she was talking about, talking about your sister, talking about your cousin, your aunt, your kids, talking about your co-workers, talking about your neighbors, talking about everybody who's on your fantasy football team. That's who Corinne Jean-Pierre was talking about. Elected officials? Stop it. Stop it with the nonsense and the silliness. Are you out of your skull? You expect us to buy this? We don't. Now, the answer is, I don't know if she expects us to buy it, but she hates us, so what does it matter? What does it matter when you engage this level of spin? What does it really matter? You know, to, to, to paraphrase, Hillary, what difference at this point does it make? I love this lawsuit. Because I want to see them say, no, we won't share that with you. I want to see how many things they said don't share. But mostly, I would like to see how they said it. Did they say things like, we feel that this is detrimental based on the science, therefore, if you would please? Or did they say things like, it would be in your best interest not to share this information about Hunter Biden. Right there. You know it. Look next to you in your car. There's someone shaking their head. Yeah, there's a difference between those two things. Even though I don't think the first one is, abs is, is acceptable. How did they ask? How did they ask that is that is part of it now the the fact that they asked is one thing and did they ask or did they state we believe therefore you should don't you want to know i, I think i i, I would want to know i think we should know we will be following how this progresses keep it here i'm tony katz There's a whole bunch to get into when it comes to uh, where, where the economy is. Uh, some things Jerome Powell, the, the Fed chair, said that are worthy of, of, of recognition, including that you know interest rates are going to keep going up because that's how we're going to solve this inflation issue. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. Americans are leaning on credit more than ever. 60% of the country is living paycheck to paycheck, which is a number that astounds, but I don't know historically, like over the past, let's say, 50 years, whether that's uh, 
high, low, what have you. I, I, I just don't have a, a, a basis. But more and more people are putting things on credit. We saw this with food. We discussed people are doing buy now, pay later when it comes to groceries. And you're like, my gosh, that's, that's madness, except it's happening. More and more debt, household debt, credit card debt, has increased by 13% on an annualized basis in the second quarter of this year. It's the biggest jump since 99. And the rate on the cards is now an average of 17.96%. It's gone up a point and a half in the last three months. 30-year fixed? Do, do I even want to look? I'll take a look at 30-year fixed. I'll do it for you. I'll be uh, right there. We'll use bankrate.com. You can use another service. I'm just, you know, I just went to a a, a site. Uh, Right now, uh, the average is 5.95, and the 30-year fixed is 6.08. That's where it's at. Once you've crossed that 6% number, you're going to freak people out to a point where like, all right, I'm not going to buy. And that's why we've seen cancellations in contracts. That's why you're seeing housing prices start to either level out or tick a little bit downward. The interest rate's too high. The price has got to come down. You're hearing uh, 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 about the, the recognition that home sellers are back to negotiating. All right, you wanted a home inspection, that's fine. Okay, we'll give you a little bit of closing costs, that's fine. That wasn't true a year ago. You were lucky to get a house eight months ago. You were lucky to get a house. Now, now my question has been, do you see people saying, all right, it's turning. We, we got to sell now. Now, all of a sudden, you see a flood of homes on the market, which pushes prices down even more. And people start chasing down in order to find the buyer so they can go on so you can get on with their lives, get to that next place. Is this going to create opportunities in housing? Like, is anybody out there saying, okay, the market's going to do this, and then seven months from now, I'm going to buy uh, an investment property, and I'm going to rent it out, because everyone's going to have to be a renter for the next five years. And, man, how do you do it? Like, I've never had, that's not true. I had a rental once. It went very bad. I mean... Very, very, if I could find the renter who did me dirty, oh, I somebody would have to hold me back. I don't hang on to much. I'm not a man of grudges. Who? You'd have to hold me back, and then you'd have to have somebody help them. Oh, that's real. Ask me about it one day. Uh, uh, maybe not on the air because there's going to be a lot of words used I, I can't use on the air. This is Tony Katz today. So it's begun in California, the, the uh, you know, rolling blackouts. Well, this is what happens when you don't have any attempt to 
well, have energy. There's no interest in an energy policy. There's no interest in being energy secure. This this is the result of their desires and of their fantasies. Green everything, green at the price of everything, sacrifice everything for it, and then tell people, oh, by the way, rolling blackouts. We will not allow the sale of new gas vehicles as of 2035. And on the same, literally the next day, I should say, in the same 24-hour period, oh, by the way, don't charge your electric vehicles tonight. Uh, we're we're uh, kind of low on power because we're going through a heat wave. The issue is not that they're going through a heat wave, and of course, it's going to put a strain on a grid. It's going to put a strain on, 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 the, on the grid. I, I think that's kind of reasonable. I don't think this is the first time we've heard anything like this. We all have. The question is what causes the strain? I am making the argument that a policy that says green over everything cannot create a society of any value. Can't. It cannot happen. It cannot work. This fantasy that is the Green New Deal. And the Green New Deal is nothing more than childlike pablum. It's what it is. It's childlike pablum. When people say, we want the Green New Deal, the Green New Deal states that we should cut carbon emissions to the amount technologically feasible. The fundamental problem, the fundamental problem there is that that is not about we could change this, we could work that, no. Cutting things to the amount technologically feasible means you don't allow it. That's what it means. I can cut carbon emissions to the amount technologically feasible by not allowing anybody to drive anymore and telling farmers no more tractors. You're going to go out there and grow the food by hand. Yeah, you're not going to be able to grow as much of it because the technology allows you great opportunity, but that's okay. Some other people will starve as long as Capital City gets their 22% up front. Oh, oh, you don't expect the leaders to go without fresh fruit now, do you? If they don't get their kale salads, heads will roll. These policies of green are ideological, cultish nonsense. It is not of value. It's not of strength. I was making the argument earlier today that if you said to me, we believe that we can get solar to be uh, to to work in the next twenty five years. I'll say to you, okay, go make solar work. I'm not going to stop you. Why in the world would I want to stop you? I have nothing against solar. And somebody had sent me a, a, a story that says, look, you you can try all you want. Solar will never actually be able to power the country, and that may very well be true. My argument is that if you want to go about trying it in your life, go right ahead.
I'm not going to stop you. The problem here is that you want to force your ideological insanity on us. You want to force us to live in your hellscape. That is horrific. If you're so enamored of this, just do it for your damn self. Don't drag us into it. We're cool because we run the air conditioning because we have energy. We have the fuel to do it. You don't. And if that's the way you want to live, that's totally up to you. Not telling you no. Not sharing a no with you. But it's their desire to force it on everybody else. Why can't those people who want to live in a Green New Deal world go about living under a Green New Deal world? Tell us how it goes in six months, six days, six hours, six years. I don't know. Go try it. Why do you feel the need to force it on the rest of us? Why should we have to live in your pain? But they're never so happy is when you're living in their pain. Well, we have to raise taxes because we have so many things to pay for. How about 50 or 100 of you uh, limousine liberals pay more in taxes and then utilize the money and see how it goes? Show the rest of us how it works. No, they can't do it on their own. They need government to force you to pay more. That's the only way it's good, decent, and fair or something like that. California's rolling blackouts have much to do with an attitude, a theory that simply doesn't work in the real world. Now, when I discuss this, I uh, you, you go to social media, the, the, the nonsense of social media. Oh, oh, can I interrupt myself with this? Did you hear Bob Iger? Oh, oh, it's so good. Bob Iger, who uh, is a uh, for, former uh, CEO of, of Disney, is talking uh, about um, Twitter and that Disney thought about purchasing Twitter, but lo and behold, they discover that the accounts, they discovered the accounts were all fake. Interestingly enough, because I watched, I read the news these days about it, we did look very carefully at all of the TikTok, I'm sorry, all of the Twitter um, users. I guess they're called users. Yes. Yeah. And we, at that point, estimated, with some of Twitter's help, that a substantial portion, not a majority, were not real. How many did you add? I don't remember. I don't remember the number. But we finished. discounted the value. 10%? Heavily. 20, 20%? Don't remember. Okay. <laughs> don't remember. Um... <laughs> Uh, that was one, but that was built into our economics. Actually, the deal that we had was pretty cheap. That's huge. Twitter is is a substantial amount of a substantial amount of fake accounts. And there's a moment there where you hear the laughter. Yeah. I don't remember. I don't remember the number, but we finished. discounted the value ten percent heavily. 20, 20%. Don't remember. Okay. <laughs> don't remember. <laughs> Um. <laughs> and at that moment, he spreads his hands apart and he, and he mouths the words like this. That's a, like a substantial amount. Oh, that's absolutely positively brutal. Brutal. Holy cow. So to the extent that you believe anything on Twitter, man, 
Disney was like, eh, we're not buying. If we are, it's going to be for a, for a pittance. For a pittance. And this is going to help Elon Musk get out of the deal. I assume it'll help. That's maybe my, my hope for him. Twitter is, has got to deal with its, its horror. But the, the, the reason I, I bring this up is that on, on Twitter, someone said to me, uh, hey, hey, Tony. I'm like, yes. Uh, I seem to remember anybody who starts with that. I seem to remember. You you don't you don't remember anything. You're 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 just annoying as can be. Is 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 what you are. I seem to remember. Here it is. You were eerily quiet about politics when the Texas grid failed and people froze to death, despite multiple reports stating it was at risk. Oh my gosh. This is how you want to make connection? Sure. Let's break this down for the silly people. Texas, the grid was not built for an ice storm. Yes, they knew that the grid had issues. It wasn't built for an ice storm. The ice storm came and the grid failed. It's a serious issue. Just like it'll be a serious issue when people can't air condition their homes or get power uh, to hospitals if, if, a, if a backup doesn't work and people could very well die from this heat wave. The difference is that Texas is not in the business of lecturing to the rest of the country about why it shouldn't have energy security. And California is. Texas was hit with a storm that rarely ever happens, an ice storm in Texas, but a heat wave in California that has multiple, multiple tens of thousands of acres of desert, that's standard operating procedure, and they still don't engage in the concepts of energy security. You think these are comparable things? It's freaking embarrassing. When people come at me with this kind of nonsense. It's embarrassing. Could you please, for the love of the Lord, be prepared? We're professionals here. We expect to have quality entertainment, not some kind of yutz talk on Twitter. Maybe this is what Bob Iger was talking about. Maybe this is one of those, those uh, fake accounts. Maybe that's what that was. There's a difference between Texas and California. There's a difference ideologically. Now, if you said to me the grid is old and has to be replaced and that's going to cost real money, I'll say to you, probably. In all the conversations about infrastructure, the grid is old and things have to get replaced. Roads have to get replaced. Bridges have to get replaced. Certainly not all of them, like they say. Things can be easily repaired and and and, and you, you talk to different groups there's less disaster out there in, in, in infrastructure than we than we state. But you have more cars on the road and, and, and things like that, and you, you're going to need to engage repairs. You've got water systems. Those pipes don't last forever. You're going to need to engage repairs. This is just where we're at. You got to repair the thing. That might mean replacing. These things would be easier to do if you didn't have such ridiculous regulation, whether environmental or otherwise, that make the repairs near impossible. That make it radically costly. We don't need any of this craziness. We need to be smart, and then we need to change the pipes so everybody has uh, water to their homes. 
Because that's what you do in a civilized society. You might need to repair the grid. I'm not saying no. I'm stating for the record that the difference between California and Texas is that Texas isn't opposed to the creation of energy and energy security. And California, the progressives are. So this is just an example of what you'll get in a progressive society the nation over. Oh, by the way, you not running your air conditioning, you not running large appliances, that is, of course, part of cutting carbon emissions to the amount technologically feasible. And what do these progressive cultists think? You'll thank us. You'll thank us. We will engage a full-on regressive society, and you will thank us. Election Day is in November. I'm Tony Katz. Well, GQ did an interview with Representative Ocasio-Cortez. And in that interview, I think Representative Ocasio-Cortez was brought to tears. Because she believes that she'll never be president, which, of course, I am also a believer. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. What's going on, everybody? Um, but what she is saying is that, um, America hates women. America hates women. And, uh, therefore, uh, they're never going to elect a a, a woman because misogyny transcends political ideology. Republicans are misogynists and, uh, Democrats are misogynists. Oh, oh, and, and the moderates, uh, the, 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 the center, the independents, oh, a bunch of misogynists. And they hate not only women, she's been given a front row seat quote to how deeply and unconsciously as well as consciously so many people in this country hate women and they hate women of color. Um, oh, Okay. Some people ask me some people are ask me questions about the future and realistically I can't even tell you if I'm going to be alive in September. And that weighs very heavily on me and it's not just the right wing. Misogyny transcends political ideology. I don't know why she isn't going to be alive. I certainly hope she is. And I hope she's never president. Sometimes it's 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 not your lady part. Sometimes it's just you. But if if we want to test whether or not America hates women, but they didn't hate you enough not to elect you to Congress. Weird. Um, uh, let's run some women for president. No, 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 not Hillary and not Kamala. No, let's run some conservative women and let's see you vote for them. Let's see if you can transcend politics and your ideology. Let's run some conservative women for president and see what uh, see what happens. We'll see how it all works out. I'm I'm personally very excited by this. I'm excited to to know uh, that um, that Representative Ocasio Cortez doesn't care who the woman is as long as it is a woman who gets elected. So that's great. I love it. Let's go to work on this. 
I cannot wait to see her campaign for either a Christy Nome or 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 a Nikki Haley or uh, or I don't know, maybe another conservative uh, woman woman out there. There, there there's 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 got to be a million who are in uh, elected office or maybe they're in unelected office. You know what? You know what? We'll just just Candace Owens. Just boom. Candace Owens, let's go to work. I want to see um uh in, in the state of Indiana, I want to see uh, Representative Ocasio-Cortez campaign for Suzanne Crouch, the lieutenant governor, who's uh, she's running for governor of Indiana. That's going to happen. Eric Holcomb, the governor, is termed out. Of course, of course she's going to run. It's not a conversation of whether or not she's going to run. She's going to run. So now let's see uh, Representative Ocasio-Cortez come to Indiana and campaign for Suzanne Crouch for governor because, uh, you know, we can't have... We can't have uh, America hating women and not electing them. Or, or she's once again just trying to get attention. The country that elected her is somehow a bigoted country. You, man, I don't know how you live with that much hate in your soul. Really don't. I'm Tony Katz.